Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Hey, Mr. Flamingo, guess what? What? We finally made it to number 10. Actually, this is number 12. 12 episodes, but I guess you're counting those half episodes, aren't you? Yeah, in a roundabout way, it's the dirty dozen. Ah, well... We can finally tell the OG podcasters that they can listen to us since they didn't think we'd make it over 10. Yeah, that's kind of a running joke with us as we were told early on some of the OG or original podcasters wouldn't even touch your show until you made it to at least double digits. But ta-da, here we are. Well, hello, original podcasters. We're still here and you can listen to us. Well, we've got a bunch of nonsense to go over this week, so let's jump right in and give a big props to our sponsor, which is, we're going to get it right this time, altplayground.net. Boom. And I want to be careful what I say because I'm always in trouble with them. We're going to knock this one out of the park today. (laughs) So I'm going to be quiet and let you do it all. (laughs) I guess we have enough episodes out there that finally people are starting to stop me and say, what is this altplayground.net that you keep pushing? So I have to sit down with them and basically say, hey, they sponsor our show. It's a great website. They've been around for 20-something years, but they are now currently branching out. I know on our last podcast, we had kind of mentioned that they were taking over some of the Swinger websites, and I believe they took over another one since the last episode. Yep. They absorbed Swinger Safari, which for a number of years has been a mobile device website, but they brought that one into the family of websites. And as of right now, they're saying that they're not sure what direction they're going to go to it. Personally, we're hoping that it's a, another good mobile swinger site for us. What we've noticed with other people's mobile swinger sites is they just don't measure up. So hopefully this is one that they keep on board and make some changes and make it basically mobile APG. Which means there are a lot more people across the country that are non-monogamous and they're joining our growing lifestyle group. We're so excited. We've seen quite a few new people pop up in the Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Louisiana areas, which is our main party zone. And if you're traveling to any of those areas, join our community page and you can meet other people. And that way, if you're traveling, you can maybe get a date or can maybe meet up for some fun play or just drinks. Well, since these mergers, our community page has been hopping quite a bit, which makes us happy. That's where we're posting more of our a little more exclusive pictures. We don't have an OnlyFans yet to show our junk off, but we've been using the Swinging Flamingos community page. And we've also had quite a few local Mid-South people joining the page, which is great. A couple of them have been asking us for advice where we like to party, when we might be partying in the area. So we're hoping as this website grows and our relationship with All Playground goes that APG lets us host some lower United States parties, which could be a big deal. Yeah, that would be fun. Well, since we've had a lot of people reaching out to us about Alt Playground and their mission, I'm going to let you kind of tackle that and talk about it since I tend to keep us in trouble with them. I kind of feel like I'm starting to be the ShamWow guy. That or Jehovah's Witness. I keep preaching the benefits of Alt Playground. One thing we are really lacking about this is the inclusiveness of it. This isn't just swingers. This isn't just kink. This isn't just poly. There's a big cross-section of what we consider the non-monogamous open sexuality community. 
which again, is something we really like. We may not be into all of it, but hey, we, we like friends from every walk of life. Yeah, exactly. One thing we like in addition to picking up all these extra websites is the evolution of the site itself. It seems like monthly it's growing into something different. They're adding new features. Again, we've got the big wall. They've opened up the forums. There's now video chat. There's videos you can post on your page. So again, it seems like once a month there's some big new update that improves the functionality of the site. So we encourage everybody that's out there, hey, check out the site. If you're already on the site and happen to be listening to us, hey, please stop by our community page or our profile page and say hello. Okay. So I got some big news that Mr. Flamingo is already looking at me, so I can't give it away. But we do have a big announcement coming up, and I'm hoping I can share it with you next week, this week, first week, second week, fifth week. Where am I at, Mr. Flamingo? First middle of next month. Okay. That's pretty vague, isn't it? Yes. I don't know if I can wait that long. Do you feel like a kid waiting for your birthday? Yes. Which you happen to have a birthday coming up. I do. I've got a... Hopefully this surprise will be out before your birthday. Yeah. Actually, it'll be about the same time, come to think of it. It will be my big 40. I was going to say, you're, I thought it was 30. No. Are I'm, you 40? I'm 40 Are now. Are you that fucking old? Uh, yeah. That, wow. Do you know how old that makes you? 20, 29, <laughs> you dirty cougar. <laughs> no. You look really good for your age, I must say. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. But anyway, check back mid-month podcast. We should have some exciting news. Yeah, I can't wait to tell you. And we're just going to leave it at that, so check back and be sure and check our Twitter out. So like most of our episodes, we are going to start with Tales from the Hood. I almost think we need some background music for that little intro. Right. Well, we've had all kinds of exciting things happen, and one of them would be that we were dog-sitting for a neighbor with another... Which isn't too exciting. No. Kind of redundant, but hey, it's what we do for our neighbors. Yep. This second one is... That the guy that was helping us dog sit was in a car wreck, rear-ended. Got folded in half. Broke two vertebrae in his back. So basically, we got a broke-back neighbor. Oh, it was bad. So we're dog-sitting, broke-back neighbor-sitting. We yeah, have all sorts of stuff going on. Because his wife went out of state, so I was, we were having to feed him, take him to doctor's appointments, do all kinds of stuff. We thought we had a date that first weekend that we were kind of planning to run up north of the border too, and then we said, "Nope, uh, we're babysitting." Yeah. So it's always something around here. <sighs> I, I had to question if we put our tails from the hood, but I've had enough people be like, "Man, you live in a weird neighborhood." Which, <laughs> my God, not normal. <laughs> no, it's it, it's not the you pull in your driveway, wave at the people, and walk inside the house. It seems like in the last six months, there's always something going on out here. Including snakes. We've had snakes. Yeah, we're not going to get into that because I got a little heat on Twitter for killing a rattlesnake. God forbid. I guess we should just feed our kids to it and go on. I, that's You know, if we do happen to move to Houston, we're going to have to find a neighborhood that is just as exciting as this one. You know, we're going to have to, like, pull up and sit down and talk to all the neighbors and interview them before we go. Do you have a criminal record? <laughs> do you have any mental disorders in your household? Have you cut your head open with a <laughs> bandsaw and not realized it? <laughs> Okay, enough of that. So we've been identified as the neighborhood swingers. So let's talk about something else that was added to our resume recently. This is a interesting one. Yeah. And luckily I love my one neighbor who I told this gossip to because her response was interesting. So what I was informed was that we are drug users because... Drug users? Yes. Why? Because me, not you... But me, I am obsessed with my weight, and so I do coke to lose weight. Is that why you're always so tweaky? Oh, my God. (laughs) 
That could be all the coffee that I drink. Okay. Actually, the coffee calms me down. But let's be honest. Have you looked at me? And that's what my neighbor said when I was telling her the gossip. She goes, um, have they looked at you? I was like, what's that supposed to mean? Well, that's flattering. <laughs> Thanks, dear. <laughs> Gotta love neighbors like that. Right? At least she tells it like it is, I guess. Of course, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> so I wasn't a drug user? No, not you. Oh, well, I'll be damned. You're the one that goes to the gym and works out all the time, and I'm the one that sits around and drinks coffee and wine. That doesn't make me a Coke user. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, you're you're more worried about your health than me. I think if you're using Coke, you'd be out there mowing the lawn four times a week rather than just <laughs> once a week. That, that might clue them off a little bit. Right. I can't believe that. Well, in addition to how we're perceived around the block, we had some drama within our house this week. <sighs> it was horrible. Once again, the kid that hasn't moved out yet. Moved his girlfriend in during the COVID, and she hasn't left. Which is which is fine. We just yeah. When this all started going down, we said, hey, we're we're going on quarantine. You're either going to say, say goodbye to her for a couple months, or she can move in. And they chose moving in, which they are just right out of high school right now. Both 18. They're of age, so it's not like it's we're the cool parents trying to foster any illegal child activity here. I couldn't figure out why they had a little bit of drama, and apparently he was on... Snapchat on some famous girl's page. She was twerking naked and the girlfriend sees it. So she's upset that my son is cheating on her. Is that cheating? <laughs> no. Maybe for 18, that's considered cheating. But she has an issue with it. And so he was so upset. They were talking about splitting up. And I was like, where are you going to split up to? She lives with you. Where, where is she going to go? You just can't do that. <laughs> So did you sit down with either of them and have a heart-to-heart about communication and what cheating actually is? I did talk to both of them. And what was the overall view of it? I said, if you look at Mr. Flamingo's phone, you'll see all kinds of porn. (laughs) Mine? Moi? The the bad part when you're telling me the story, I think I was actually on Twitter on some attractive young OnlyFans girl saying, hey, baby, I really like that brown eye of yours. Can you bend over a little farther? So I can't say much to the boy about uh, acting right. Yeah, I kind of had to talk to him a little bit about the difference. You didn't let me handle that talk. Why not? I told you to go do it, but your um, viewpoint probably wouldn't be the same as mine. (laughs) I'd be like, "Now, now what website were you on? Can I see it just to make sure you're not in the wrong? But all is good. They're out walking the dog and lovey-dovey today. Oh, young love. Do you remember those days? Vaguely. Ours is a lot different now, so yeah, vaguely. <laughs> so we have had a lot of stuff going on since our last party we attended or our big episode last month. Uh, one thing that kind of started the month off with me, while I thought we were split up for that week uh, and you were up visiting our daughter, helping her get moved in, I went out on a date with a couple We were not split up. Unbeknownst to me at the time, but uh, I've since found out. Anyway, I went out on a date with some friends of ours from the Amarillo area. Now, a little back history on this couple. I've met them on the road. I think we've been in some of the same groups. And when I work in Amarillo, I was commenting that there's really not much to do there. And they popped up and said, hey, why don't we go get drinks? So I've hung out with them a couple times on my travel. And this time, they just happened to be in the city and wanted to go out with me and the missus. As our luck would have it, the missus was in Oklahoma. So once again, they did not get to enjoy the pleasure of your company. Well, kind of. Well, yeah, in a roundabout way. We went to Gas Monkey Garage, and our favorite Guns N' Roses tribute band was playing. So one thing about this guy is he and I click really well on a buddy level. He's a big music nut. So we spent about four hours talking about the different bands we'd seen, where we'd seen them, who we've met from these bands. And his beautiful wife is more of a bookworm. So 
I can't remember the last damn book I read. So, See, and I uh, wouldn't know any of this because when you guys FaceTime me, I just saw her boobs. <laughs> they, they didn't believe you were real. So I said, all right, babe, hop on FaceTime right quick. So you did show your boobs too. They were happy. You know, I think you were laying in bed. I was in bed, no makeup, hair in a horrible, messy bun. And we're sitting in the middle of Gas Monkey Bar and Grill at a table. And I'm like, babe, show your boobs. So you're showing them. And I think he pulled hers out there at the table to the amusement of uh, people sitting around us. But I had a really fun date with him. Again, wished I, you had been there. Now, one thing they did say is they were really impressed with our show. And one other thing is we were talking and I told them I really can't stand the sound of my voice. Um, compared to some of the podcasters, you know, you listen to Michael and Holly, you know, Michael's got that kind of gravelly voice, uh, Brian from the front porch swingers, you know, macho, you know, tough sounding voice, uh, arrows from probably society. got that smooth Latin voice. Me, I sound like the bastard offspring of Sling Blade, Forrest Gump and Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard. So they said I had a really nice voice. You, not so much. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I do get a lot of people say stuff about my voice like what well that it's high or loud but you're loud but but that i talk loud though and so then i try to be quiet and then i'm like talking like this you gotta find that happy medium i know and i i just don't do it we'll get there we'll get there time will tell i'm sorry you guys are just gonna have to suck it up and listen to me now we went back to gas monkey on another date that seems to be our date spot that in the lodge i think the people at those two places have us <laughs> pegged for swingers definitely they're like hey those swinger people are here with another couple more so are you i think than me <laughs> but we went out with some newbies we had some newbies reach out to us and they were asking us all kinds of questions and instead of doing it on text i'm more face to face and so i was like let's go out to eat we finally got them talked into joining us for Drinks and dinner, which is kind of our M.O. And I think they realized that we're not so scary. They listen. I think they listened to enough of our episodes. They decided we weren't creepers and may or may not jump them. I know, right? Yeah, they Thought about it. It was fun. They kind of had that nervous newbie energy. It's been a long time since we've had that. Some of the things they were asking, you know, they said, we're nervous about this. We apologize. And we're just like, hey, there's nothing to apologize about. We, we've been doing it longer than you. That's not a big deal. You'll get, if you hang around all of this long enough, you'll get to that point. So don't apologize for anything ever. It's normal to be nervous. Oh, definitely. You can tell they were. But again, they have that. We want to do this, but we don't know what steps to take. Yeah. So we gave them some advice. Hopefully they hang out with us a little more. And Now, one other thing, though, before we get off this subject is they come up and we're like, okay, these guys are really attractive. He was really well built, tattooed, good looking dude. She was sexy, dark skin. Oh, yeah. They're... Very good look. So we're at the position we're like, okay, we don't want to be predatory, but hey, they're super sexy. Where do we take this? But we're also like, okay, they're newbies. We don't, we don't want to jump them too much. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we don't want to be those people. We've got that moral dilemma. Our moral compass <laughs> is saying don't do it, but uh, our naughty parts are saying, hey, they're hot. Let's just go ahead and try it. So, But we, we've also said before, and we've had some new we, – we've not had luck with newbies. It's something we don't hunt. We know some people go after the newbie crowd. Yeah, that's, that's not us. Well, and my deal is, is I always – for us, we want to be with people that are secure – in each other and their relationships. We don't ever want to be the cause of someone that, hey, we're trying this to fix our marriage. You know, we don't want to see someone break up after they sleep with us. That wouldn't be good. And these two are really secure. We've oh, got yeah. that feeling. They've been married a long time. We're just like, hey, you 
need to answer a few more questions to yourselves before yeah. we, were, we were telling them some stories about meeting couples there and then going literally to the hotel right across the street. And as they were getting in their Uber or whatever, they're like, is that where y'all are staying? We're like, no, <laughs> we're driving home. We're not staying the night here. So it, it's one of those deals where you can get caught up in the energy of it and be so anxious to do it that we kind of think there's, they were maybe talking, do we want to do this tonight? Or that may have just been our head, but we kind of got that feeling that they're like, okay, no, are we going to pull the trigger? No, I think it was trigger? because we were wanting to do it in our head. We knew we should Yeah. Not to say we won't ever. No. We knew that they still had some stuff they needed to discuss amongst themselves. And so maybe next time. (laughs) We've also kind of talked that it might be fun to get them on the show and razz them a little bit and get a view for some of our listeners that are experienced from somebody that has not had any experiences yet. Maybe their wants, maybe their desires. Some of their concerns. thoughts. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that goes on. We yeah. remember those days. There's a lot that goes on in your head before you actually get a connection and kind of get into the groove of things. Oh yeah, definitely. Now I actually had to run back up to Oklahoma to help our daughter. Well, actually our niece this time. And, um, since I've been gone so much, we've thought that we would go, on a date, just you and I. So we went back to the lodge because, you know, that's our place. And when we get there, we actually ran into... One of our playthings. Yep. <laughs> which was interesting. They didn't even see it. We didn't know they were going to be there. We haven't seen them since before COVID. I think it was probably early March, last time we'd seen them. It's been... I don't know. See, I said I was thinking it was... February, maybe March. January. Yeah, it's so we were been still hosting Colette's. Yeah. So it's been a while. But we walked in and they were at the first little table down the step there and... I said, hey, look who it is. And I started reaching around him and kind of hugging on him. And I guess he thought it was one of the girls because he didn't <laughs> push away for a few minutes until his wife said, oh, my God, turn around, look who it is. Yeah, it was good seeing them. And then we joined them for dinner. It was fun catching up with them. They've been living life, trying to survive during all the COVID lockdowns as well. So you kind of feel isolated from people. And it's odd when you see them here, what, four, six months later? Yeah. Look at my calendar there. It's been a while. One thing I kind of felt kind of odd, though, is because we were trying to have a date and just reconnect. And then we were met up with them who we have played with before and they were kind of like, Hey, do you want to go back to the hotel? And I was kind of like, yes, but no. Yeah, The the urge was there. Like I said, we kind of coupled off with him like we normally do. And boy, girl, boy, girl, she was sitting with him on with her back to the main stage. And I was sitting with the wife on the opposite sides of the table. And you know, there's a little bit of flirting and rubbing going on. And again, she's what, six foot two. She's super tall, super lean, super fit. She's always wearing these little mini skirts. And at one point, I know she kind of caught me looking down and her mini skirt had rolled up. So she pulled it back down and I was like, oh, is that how it's going to be? You're not going to show me anything. So she pulled it up just enough so I could see the uh, little bit of cleavage there down below. And I was like, oh God, this isn't, I'm getting a little too deep for the evening. We were wanting just a simple quick dinner between the two of us. And I thought it was going to end up somewhere else. Yeah. So we had a little bit more excitement than that as we're sitting there eating dinner, I get to looking up towards the stage and I see a little bit of commotion. And all at once, this guy jumps up and starts grasping at his neck and people are jumping up and looking and he's pointing towards his neck. I was kind of in depth with whatever I was talking with and her. So it took me a few minutes to register. An older gentleman by himself had started choking. So all at once, there was this big line of people trying to do the Heimlich maneuver on them and strippers were jumping up there in their heels, taking a pull at them and guys were jumping up over there, taking a pull. If you've ever seen the movie Airplane, it was kind of like that get a hold of yourself scene. You know, everybody's standing there smacking this lady on the plane, trying to get her to act right. And, uh, Miss Flamingo sitting across from me, and I look at her and I said, You do know the Heimlich maneuver, right? And do you remember your first words? I said, Fuck. She went, yes. Motherfucker, where? <laughs> and I said, Back up behind you. So if you hadn't seen the pictures on Twitter, Miss Flamingo's in this short leather miniskirt, uh, see through body top, high so, heels, like stripper high heels. Yeah. So she hops up, 
whips around, goes wiggling her cute little ass through the crowd, knocks over all these people. When I hit this, I had to go upstairs and I hit the stairs and I realized they weren't getting anywhere. I took off running like a bat out of hell. And I was like, fuck. Because it'd been, it'd probably been a minute. Yeah. So I, you know, I basically just pointed her in the right direction and she goes up there behind the guy and does the thing and pops it loose. And I could see him kind of talking. And one thing she's told me is if you can talk, you can get air. So I have to question how close to dying he was, though, because from, from what it looked like from where I was sitting, it looked like he said, take your top off and try it again. <laughs> so maybe he was just wanting some boobs rubbed against him. <laughs> I may try that. Next time we're at a strip club, I may act like I'm choking and see how many of these girls try to Heimlich maneuver me. Yeah, well, I won't. I'll cuss at you again. Yeah, but our friend that was with us, my little date, she said, are you going to go up there and help? And I told her, I was like, I would just end up breaking his ribs. I said, uh, I, if, I, I've got to teach you the basics. Yeah, I, I could probably trach him at this point if I had to in a pinch. But if I was to give him the Heimlich maneuver, I'm probably just going to bear hug his ribs and make it even worse. Yeah. Miss Flamingo's a hero. The guy didn't no. even buy you a lap dance, did he? No. What the hell? I think he went and got one after that. No, he sat down and started eating his steak again. And I said, make sure you cut it up into smaller pieces. Another beer and a round of chicken wings. <laughs> so that was our excitement there. Yeah. Then afterwards, we went to a toy store. We were kind of in the mood to try some different things. We were wanting a new Tim's unit, one of the little electrical stimulation things. And we've got a nice t- toy store here in Dallas that we usually go to and went in there and we're looking around. And I about shit when I saw the price on the one I liked. What was it? Nearly $600? Yeah, it was, was ridiculous. Yeah, I was wanting a Tim's unit and then a metal cock ring for some electrification. And Yeah, like, you well, like it after that time when we yeah. for six, lost For 600 bet. bucks, I'll let you just hook my dick up to the battery charger. <laughs> That'd be a little bit cheaper. It was higher than it's ever been. Man, I don't remember them being that expensive. No, so because we used to have one, and I know I didn't buy one that, that expensive. But we need to get a good one because the last one, cheap one, nearly caught my dick on fire. So well, I we, think we need to invest in something quality if it's going down there. We'd had that one for 15 years and used it quite a bit. Did we end up buying anything? I know I told you we were kind of dildo and vibrator shopping, but I don't think. Either, oh, we bought either, candles. Bought candles. Yeah, we bought some. We bought some candles. Wax to play with. Yep. But, and some flamingo pasties. That's it. Yeah. I think we're kind of looking at vibrators or whatnot, but either we have too much or they don't rotate their stock often enough because nothing seemed to really jump out at us. I feel like we had a lot of it. <laughs> Damn, that's saying a lot about us, isn't it? Right. We go in there and go, we've got this, we've got this. Hell, you could do in-store demonstrations or toy reviews. Yeah, I think so. So the ride home was exciting. Yes, it was. I think we were both a little bit horned up from having some quality time together. On the drive home, I was trying to get a jump start of what was going to happen at the house, so I was giving you a little bit of a rubbing. I tried to get some road head or some rubbing from you, but what'd you tell me? You're going to wreck. I was going to wreck. Every time I started, you would close your eyes. Yeah. I'd be like, nope. I don't know why I can't get head with my eyes open. I Luckily, giving, I was sitting on a towel. Yeah, I didn't realize that part. I was giving you, <laughs> I basically reached down under your skirt and was giving you a little rub job there. And at some point you popped the snaps of your bodysuit and was letting everything hang out. And I was flicking your clit ring back and forth. And as I was doing that, was making a ding, ding, ding sound. I also heard a squish, squish, squish sound. So I'm like, oh, she's getting into it tonight. So, so as we're driving along down the highway and I'm trying to crook my arm back behind me and basically G-spot you, I looked over at one point and you had both of your feet up against your boobs were folded up like that. And you said, oh, you're going to have to stop. And I'm like, no, you're either going to have to quit, get off, or jump out of a moving vehicle because I'm going to keep going. And so, I got off. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, luckily I was on a towel yeah. or you, I would have been sitting in a puddle. There's nothing like the sound of squirt going on leather seats. <laughs> luckily, I'm trading in the car next week and you have to wet vac it out anyway. So all was good. <laughs> 
So I think you're in one of your frisky, pissy moods because when you got out, you said, oh, that was just one of the small ones. She said, if you're man enough to get me off for the big one, you're in trouble later. <laughs> you're kind of mouthy. I think I, it was the alcohol. Yeah. It's because I had three glasses there. I swear they spiked their wine. <laughs> Smell alcohol and you save a life and you go thinking you're a superhero. There you go. I did flood your face later, too. <laughs> We're going to have to stop recording and do it again if you keep mouthing. <laughs> that was one thing I kind of wanted to get at is that's kind of the way we roll with swinger stuff. It's been, what, a month since we played with another couple? Yeah. We've had some activities over the last month, but it's not something we have to do. It's just kind of an enhancement to what we do. Our dates, I say our dates, our couple we met up with at the club, hey, they're they're a super fun couple to do our bit with. I went in there with the intention that night of banging the hell out of you. So it's one of those deals that we just don't have to do it. No, and what I honestly think is if we had connected earlier in the day, and kind of since I've been gone so much, we had connected sooner. Then we probably would have went back to the hotel with them. But we wanted to make sure we had reconnected because it had been so long. We've just got to get our time sometimes. Yeah. Yep, because we do enjoy sex together. What? You enjoy sex with me? Yeah. <laughs> now, you had an odd thing happen uh, this week, last week. Yeah, I had a shocker. I was... I clicked back onto my vanilla Facebook page, I think, to order some hot rod parts from a guy and was going through my messages. And a girl that I went to school with, grew up with, sent me a picture of your ass and said, isn't this your wife's ass? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Why do you have a picture of my wife's ass on my vanilla page? And she popped up and said, well, I don't know if you realize this, but we're in one of the same groups, perv groups, LS groups, whatever, in the Dallas area on Facebook. And she said, I thought I'd just go ahead and break it to you that I've known about y'all being swingers for nearly seven years now. So she kind of spilled the beans that she was in it with her second husband and was still around the scene. And when I asked how she knew about us being in it, she said from, I think, the Oklahoma City area, someone that I had on my vanilla page that was lifestyle knew her as well. And, and asked how. Yeah, asked, asked how she knew me. And they said, well, he's a friend of a friend of mine. And she already knew what that meant. So I know that's code for they're in the lifestyle. I went on for a couple minutes with her on my vanilla page and said, Hey, you need to just go ahead and send us a friend request on my lifestyle page. I was like, I don't want this lingo to think there's anything going on here. I want everything to be transparent. So, so we switched it over to that. And it, it, it was unique talking to someone that I grew up with and knew her upbringing and her history. And now was seeing her in the lifestyle light, which was also odd because not a month ago, you and I were having a conversation about... On our last podcast, we talked our, about it. About the rules of playing with... Old classmates. Old classmates. And I was like, holy crap, this feels like a setup. I can't even bring it up to her now. But I was like, hey, babe, you need to read these messages. Here's what's going on. This is totally out of the blue. It's weird how uh, life imitates art sometimes. <laughs> So what do you feel like talking about today? We've still got some tape time left. Well, I'm kind of thinking along the lines, you know, like our since our neighbors were talking about me and my weight, which has always been all over the place. Oh, I think the main hashtag right now is COVID body. Yeah, let's talk about COVID bodies. Let's go into, how about we talk about body image a little bit today? Yeah, I'm down because I know right now I can say my body doesn't feel very sexy. I've kind of gained a little bit of weight and I'm not feeling as nice looking as I usually do. And we've got something coming up that is going to require me to be naked and I'm like, oh. We've got another pool party this coming weekend. Yep. But we'll get over it. 
Well, with starting that topic off, one thing that right off the bat in most lifestyle websites you have to do is fill out a profile. And on these profiles will be describe your body. What's your body type? What does your body look like? So I know that makes some people cringe. Why don't you go ahead and start off? What if we're filling out another profile today, how would you describe your body? I struggle with this because I really don't fit in with any of them. I'm not overweight. I'm not athletic, but I do. I think I've, I probably, you're not full figured. Where where would you, where would you say land? I I think I do put athletic though, just because, but that's, it's hard to put where I'm at. Not really skinny, not really small. My body type is just there. (laughs) Curvy. So how would you list your body? Oh, like crap. You know, most options are usually slim, fit, athletic, stocky, height, weight, proportionate, which is hard to tell what that is anyway. That's kind of, <laughs> right. that's kind of like uh, what BMI. <laughs> yeah. Basically. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. Was it body, Basi- body mass index? Yeah. That's hard to tell. I'm what, 5'8", 225. By most parts, I'd be obese, but do you think I'm obese? No. So that's, again, that's a I'm obese fallacy. too. Yeah, i 5'3". And- it just, it, it doesn't make any sense. Picking out what you would describe yourself as, um, I'd go for stocky. That's just kind of mine. I don't consider myself fit. I don't consider myself athletic. I'm not lean. I don't consider myself obese. So again, that's that's always a hard. We struggle with that one. Some people may just rattle off, "Oh, I'm this," and hey, if, if you're at two percent body fat, hey, that's an easy that's an easy choice. But I think for the rest of us that are average, it makes it a little bit harder to lay down honestly where we fall. Yeah. Well, do you think that we as a couple have a good body image? Ooh, I struggle with mine. And always have. I don't think, uh, I don't know. It, I, I think if you say too much, you come off as egotistical. If not enough, you can also be considered egotistical. And so it's really hard to. I would say that I'm cutting you off for yeah. a minute because I'm thinking for me, I I come across that I have the confidence in my body. And I always say, own it, do your thing, be sexy. But then on the inside, I'm thinking, you know, like earlier, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so chunky right now. My belly roll is really out of control. Do I think we got a good body image? Yeah, we're okay. Not great, not bad. I'd say we fall in the middle. Yeah. So kind of playing off that, do you think we're an attractive couple? Yeah, I think so. I think our attitude about the way we look is is good. Like overall, I think the way we carry ourselves. We don't hide in the corner going, oh, we're ugly, but we're also not like, hey, we're Ken and Barbie. Put us on a magazine. Yeah. Like this weekend, I'll be in my G-string swimsuit with no top on and I'll be owning my role, even though I complain about it secretly, except to all of our listeners. And I'm just going to walk around and be pretty much naked and who cares? Personally, I think we're steering wheel couple. I think you're a 10, I'm a two. So by proxy, that brings me up to at least a four. You're retarded. (laughs) I like like that term though. (laughs) No, not even close. You know, I'm just kind of wondering, do you think that there's outside influences to our ideal body, and such as media, other people. Like, what puts it in our head that we have to be this Barbie tin and kin? Oh, definitely. I think we're taught in early age based on what's hot, what's not. You know, you look at the fashion shows. Oh, she's too big to be wearing that dress. Oh, he's overweight and shouldn't be in a certain color. It seems like everything we learn all throughout our life is some sort of critique of how somebody looks. Yeah. Well, and even like pre-teens, it was before you had, you know, like girls had boobs. They're, oh, we need a boob implants. We need this. We need that. You got to have big boobs. And then when you get older and you gain weight, <laughs> your boobs are too big. Another thing you have to look at is your circle of friends growing up. Your 
social aspects, your social inputs, what you get from other people, how your family treats you. If you come from a bunch of lean people and you're the heavy one of the group, they may push you to be something you're not. Yeah, I agree. I've actually done some digging on this in the past as what influences people as far as their personal views of themselves. Uh, One neat survey that I saw, and I'll kind of paraphrase it and run it by you. Let me ask you a couple questions here. Uh, On a scale of one from one to ten, how comfortable are you just like right now chilling around the house? If I was to ask you, what do you feel about yourself on a scale of one to ten, where would you put yourself? I'd probably put myself at a seven. I mean, I'm pretty comfortable. In your own skin? In my own skin, yeah. I don't even care. I mean, I walk, apparently today I walked outside in my underwear all day and thought I had shorts on. What, what kind of underwear were you wearing? I was apparently on the road. I was wearing booty shorts. Damn. I thought they were my shorts I had on yesterday. Everybody's like, Miss Crazy Ass Flamingo's out here looking for some crack. Fixing right? turns some tricks in the urban oh rural neighborhood. How comfortable are you just sitting here right now? I'd say probably around a seven. And that's not based on how I, I feel about my looks or anything like that. Just, hey, I'm, I'm comfortable being me. Yeah. Now let's bump it up one. How comfortable you are you? At a public event, say we went to the movies or the mall, where would you put yourself? Does that make a difference on how you feel about yourself? Surprisingly, it's actually probably a five or a six. So you'd go down, even going to the mall? Yeah, I'm not as comfortable. And and I don't know if it's because people are so judgmental and they're watching and looking. And I just feel weird by wearing, like having my boobs out or not my boobs out technically, but like showing showing cleavage or having short shorts, having, you know, I feel weird about that. And I, like you said earlier, I think that's the way I was raised to cover up. So even if this was just average everyday people, you would still feel that same level. Yeah. I feel weird going like wearing a tank top and shorts that are tight or short. I feel weird in front of people. That's interesting. Didn't expect that. Did you? No, I didn't. How about you? This is going to sound conceited, but I guess in a public, just a standard public setting, mine would probably go up a little bit more. I wouldn't quite say 10, but I think I'd project a little more confidence. Maybe that's because it's something I have to do for my job. When I walk into a new store full of customers, I have to be like, hey, I have to put on a certain face. I'm the face of my company. I'm here to present a product. I don't need to put on a show, but I also need to be remembered. When I leave, they need to, and they need that product. They said, hey, that was that guy that was in here earlier. I need to portray that. So I think from my aspect, the average person, I'm really not going to care what they think. So I think I'd probably bump up, and maybe it's even a little bit of faked confidence at that point. Yeah, I, I get that. Okay, let's step this up one more notch. Let's say we go to a high-end, upper-class lifestyle event. What is your mental image of yourself then? Lifestyle event, I actually, I wouldn't say I'm more confident. Um, so, so why is that? At the mall, you're a six and at a lifestyle I, event, you're, at your, what would you say? To me, I feel most lifestyle people are more open and body positive and I can wear my cleavage out showing whatever and it's not that big of a deal. It's sexy. It's, it's encouraged. So would you say that being in a swinger community builds confidence by others showing you support of what you're doing? Yeah, I think so. One event that we go to where some of the um, lifestyle attendees are very fit and tone. When I very first walk in, I'm like, oh, shit, I need to work out. And then within 10 minutes, I'm like, screw it. I'm good. But you've got the personality, too. Yeah, and I think that I, you know, it just... It takes me back to that mall setting where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm wearing these yoga pants and I don't look like I'm supposed to be wearing these yoga pants. 
And then I'm like, ah, screw it. What was I thinking? <laughs> you know, I'm like, get over it. Have any of them ridiculed you, though? No, no, no. So they're accepting for the most part and encouraging of what you... Yeah, and it, and it's also, I get out of it real quick where my my attitude, I think, makes me fun. <laughs> All right, Miss Crackhead. <laughs> okay, let's finish with this one, and it's kind of a big jump from the others. How comfortable are you when we go to, say, the nude resort or a naked event? Oh, my God, I'm like... Surprisingly, like a 20. Why is that? Are you misfull of yourself too? I'm not full of myself. I am just very comfortable being naked. I am more comfortable being naked than with clothes on. I don't know why. What about you? <laughs> You're struggling. See, yeah. I see this. Yeah. Well, amazingly, that was one thing you had to do to push me out of my shell. And I have to say, when I finally started getting into the nude resort scene or any nudist activity... I fell into it and felt pretty comfortable right off the bat. So I'd have to say that now uh, my confidence levels, okay. If you said, hey, let's go to the nude resort tomorrow, you always get that little gut feeling when you pull in the parking lot. You're like, I fix that to strip down on all these people. But after you shuck the clothes, it's all downhill from there. Not me. I'm pulling in like, can I go ahead and get naked now? Or, or signing <laughs> in at the front office and you're like, hey, can I go ahead and get naked? Yeah. Which the owner's kind of pervy. He's like, hell yeah, girl, get it on. No, he always remembers me too. For some odd reason, because you're getting naked in the office. <laughs> so with that said, let's go ahead and jump into a pretty unpleasant topic for some guys. And with that said, and on that topic of getting naked in front of other people, from a guy's perspective and having body issues and fighting through that, cock size is one you definitely got to talk about. Yeah. Well, this is one of those topics that whenever we start talking to people that are maybe even new to the lifestyle, been in a while, then when we start saying, hey, we go to the nudist resort quite a bit, do you want to go? The guys start getting a little squeamish and being like, uh, I just don't know about it. And I think for most, even myself, it's, it's a little intimidating. For a lot of guys, dropping trout in front of a group of people is kind of intimidating. I guess a lot of it plays on your confidence level as well as your penis size. But coming from a girl's point of view, penis sizes are all different sizes. And so it really shouldn't matter. We've had this talk for a couple reasons lately, but you know, looking into it, the national average for a penis is somewhere between three and a half to six inches. I think for most of us, uh, myself included, the average is just that. It's kind of where you fall. Now, let me ask you on that topic, is there such a thing as too big or too small of a penis? Well, for me, I would say I look for a penis size that fits my vagina. But on average, like if I was just watching or looking, no. I think own it because there's different factors you're going to have if you're cold, if you're hot. I mean, honestly, that kind of stuff is real. Yeah, there's nothing like hopping out of the pool at the nude resort going, damn, i got to fluff this a little bit before I get out. Yeah. I mean, it happens, you know, and you can always, you can always tell the ones that have taken maybe a pill or a shot because they're hard all the time, no matter if they're getting out or getting in. That's just the way it is. Well, I'd heard you say one time when you were being pressured, what your preferred size of penis was, and you said a hard one was your perfect size. So that's a pretty interesting way to look at it. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have a hard one of any size than having to worry about if, you know, it's too small, too long, too big, too wide, too this, too that. It's just too much. What I look for is if it's going to fit in my vagina and it's a good fit. And so I do kind of rub up against you to make sure. Or I might be checking you out, sizing you up. <laughs> in a good way, of course. Of course. You know, this is actually kind of funny because I was talking with one of my friends this Last week, they were talking about when they first got into the lifestyle that her husband was concerned about the size or performance that 
you know, to him, that's a big issue. And I actually asked you. Yeah, you said, is that a big issue? For, is that really such a big issue for guys? I'm like, fuck yeah, for those of us that are under nine inches, that's a fucking every time deal. I'll admit, I mean, that, you know, starting off for me, that was a big issue. Yeah, that, that's a worry. But with that said, though, there, like I said, there's vaginas that are different sizes. You know, I mean, some have had kids that have come out and they might be bigger, might be smaller. They might, I mean, it's all different. You just have to find someone that you fit well with. You're not going to like everyone and every body size. Yeah, but for a guy, that's, you know, that's a lot of what their sexuality is based off of. If it gets hard, it doesn't matter. Also, for guys, there's not really any options for augmentations. You know, you were talking about women having issues with boobs. I'm like, you can get a boob job. You can get a liposuction. With guys on penis size, you're pretty much just stuck with what you're born with. There's no good uh, options to augmentate it. If you looked in, in, into any of the augmentations, they pretty much just mangle your dick, so you're better off not touching them anyway. Yeah, some of those are scary. I think you just have to be confident with your penis and just go on. Well, kind of going back to my classmate, she and I were chatting. I was asking her her dynamic, which, again, was odd asking somebody you grew up with how they play. And she said that they did more of the threesome bit. But I said, are you more into girls? And she was like, no, my husband really wouldn't let us have He wanted to be swingers, but he didn't want any extra guys in there. And she said it was one of those situations where it's kind of like, you know, God forbid, there's a dick that's bigger than his in the room. That's stupid mentality. Something guys have to work through. So it's one of those deals. Yeah, when I first became single, that was my worry was that. But I can honestly say even with an average dick, I've fucked a lot of attractive women. And I know you, 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 tell, me, you, you tell me it's good, <laughs> but you're, you're contractually obligated to say that. But I'll, I'll brag on myself. I've slept with some super attractive women. And the super attractive women have come back multiple times. So that's a boost of confidence for me. If I had some that were one and done, I'd probably be appalled. Eventually, I'm going to run into one that's going to be just like, hey, yours isn't big enough to do me any good. Um, we got some uh, girls at some of the places we party. One of them's cute. I'd love a chance with her, but she's always talking about fisting and this and that. And I'm like, you know, like I'm, I'm honest, said, I'm honest with myself. She's got a bigger vagina. Yeah, I'm honest with myself. I'm like, I'm not going to do a damn thing for her. Hey, we flirt good and there's a good attraction, but I'm not going to do shit for that. Yeah. Kind of like a shoe salesman say, there's a shoe for every foot. And kind of like car salesmen say, there's a seat for every butt. So I guess if that's kind of your issue you're working through, hey, there's a woman out there that's going to enjoy you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'd have to say from a female side, uh, is penis the only thing that gets a girl off? No, not at all. I mean, you, and that's why even I've been with people that have had erection issues from either it being ED or performance anxiety or whatever. Have you still and, managed to have a good time? Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, they've got a tongue, they've got fingers. We have, we have a good time. It doesn't matter. Well, I think part of the thing for guys nowadays, and I will say this out loud, one of the worst enemies for the average guy is Twitter. It seems like when you go through any of the pictures on that, you're like, I'm the smallest motherfucker out there. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter's not a good place for an average penis guy to be uh, looking. So I think that kind of gives us a false sense. I'll be honest, until we went to the nude resort, I've never seen a lot of other guys' dicks. I mean, I, I can't say it was something I looked at in the shower. So I guess my only measurement for a penis size before that was porn. So and that's, that's not that's a good not measurement. A, that's not a good measuring stick. <laughs> that's not even a good measurement for girls' vaginas because I'm like, what in the world is she sticking in her? How does it fit? But you get some of that in the media too. I mean, you'll see these uh, girls posting on some of the swingers' pages. Hey, if you're not eight inches or this or that, don't even message me. It's like, I'm not going to do a damn thing for you. Yeah, you just have to be honest and just go on because, okay, let's say, what did you say the average, the minimum size, what, three three, and a half? Three and a half half to just under six. All right, let's say you're three inches. You know what? You'll find someone that's okay with that. 
Well, the, the other night when I was uh, fingering you, I wasn't getting three inches up in there with my angle. So no. you made a hell of a mess. Exactly. I mean, it, you just have to find what you're looking for, and not everyone's going to fit everyone. So just move on to the next one. Well, we had an issue at one of our Christmas parties that we went to. And one thing about us, when we're invited to a party and it is a theme party, when we show up, we make it a point to dress up. Some Because we like to dress up. Because we're nerds. Other things we like to dress up. So when somebody invites us to a party and it has a theme, we do our part by dressing up. So we were at a Christmas lingerie party and uh, we got a couple drinks in us and finally got our body confidence up to go changing our outfits. Miss Flamingo here was in a badass, tight little Miss Santa costume. Yep. And I had some Christmas boxer shorts, booty shorts. They were a basically. present. Yeah. like a present. Basically, they were uh, <laughs> they a bow. and has a bow <laughs> where the junk is. And they're, they're short. I mean, it, it goes basically past my balls and past my ass cheeks, and that's it. So anyway, during the night, one of the ladies in the crowd made a really nice comment about me to, to a friend of ours <laughs> was the bad part. And she said, I'm betting that guy with all his uh, muscles is overcompensating for a small penis. So he told me that. And, of course, it kind of cracked me up because I was... I didn't give a shit. I was getting enough attention, and there were enough girls uh, checking out the present as it was, so I was happy with it. Yeah, they kept trying to undo your bow. <laughs> yeah, I kept unti- trying to untie it. Miss Flamingo got a little torqued off for us. That's something she doesn't, it, regardless if it was me or whoever, we don't deal with any sort of shaming or negativity towards people. But, again, I just kind of rolled with it. I was actually making some fun of it on the next day on Facebook, and uh, my comment was like, after saying all that, I'm like, she really said I had muscles. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> and not to name drop, but uh, Holly and Michael from Playboy TV actually messaged me, and they're like, oh, my God, you have such a good attitude. They're like, keep rocking that attitude. Some people take shit way too serious. And they're like, we're sure you're fine with whatever you're packing. Just, you know, be you. So, again, I think that's kind of the attitude you have to take sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. You just got to own your stuff and go on. Well, before we finish this topic off, I do have to say going to nude resorts helped me quite a bit. Again, I've never sized up any other guys in the shower or any situations like that. So for me to really be around a bunch of other naked people or guys has been the nude resort. And I have to say, as far as junk, I kind of fall right in the middle of all of them. I mean, you'll see some that are small and some that are super huge, but it's called average for a reason. Kind of just fall in the middle of the group. Yeah, I mean, it's... The nudist resort, I mean, it makes you so comfortable. It makes you comfortable just having your boobs out or, you know, being able to be free and I just, ugh, don't even get me started. I'm just, I'm a nudist. I'm a nudist. I'm telling you. I don't need to be with all these clothes on. Well, I'm going to bastardize an Abraham Lincoln quote a little bit, but his quote was basically, God must have loved the average man because he made so many of them. If you're worried about your cock size, I'd have to say go to a nude resort. I'm sure by the end of the day, you'll be like, I'm just fine by the rest of the crowd. Well, let me flip the script on you and make you a little uncomfortable for a minute. I'm ready to get off the hot seat here. Do girls or women have any issues with uh, genitalia? Actually, you know, I've I've kind of mentioned the different vagina sizes, but, you know, you can have different labia sizes. You can have different clit sizes. Which, let me interrupt you there. One of my favorite playmates has really large labia. And I think yep. you know who we're talking I mean, big. She and I were messing around in the hot tub one night, and I made a comment about them, and she got a little irritated. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, I'm, I'm digging it. So I'm totally into them. And she said, well, ever since I hit puberty and they just sprouted, she said, you know, she said, I've had guys that'd be like, are you sure it's not supposed to be a dick? You know, just being mean yeah. and shaming her for her. But from my side, it was a pretty awesome pussy. Yep. I go on with what you're saying. Females are different. They're all, they're going to be longer, smaller, everything. And I will, I'm going to get a little personal and give you guys a little bit of insight on me. I had a medical issue, had endometriosis, and it was really bad. 
and to the point where it was wrapped around my bowels and bladders and uterus and had to have emergency hysterectomy and all that. So they went in when I had my hysterectomy and basically reconstructed my vagina inside of it, the uterus and all that. I have probably a more shallow one. I guess you could say, like I always say my vagina is a size, like a 16 year old vagina. I've actually kind of been body shamed about it. And it's really weird, but I've had a couple guys tell me that my vagina was too tight or too small. I'm going to interject here. I want to hear from some guys out here that if, if they've ever had a vagina that's too tight. When she tells me that, I'm like, that is the most mindless fucking thing I've ever heard. Well, and it's like, I know it can be meant in a good way. Like, ooh, you have a tight vagina. Yeah, you know. But no, they were like, you fucking have a tight vagina. You know, like, the, it was the way they said it. And it made me like, yeah, but your dick can still go in me. <laughs> Yeah, you made that comment about somebody we had at Naughty in New Orleans, and you're like, he wasn't even all the way hard and was really large, and he still got it in, so don't pretend like yours isn't going to fit. Yeah, I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It just pisses me off. It just made me feel away, and so that is something that I guess I'm more touchy when people tell me I have a tight vagina because of the two guys that shit talked to me. So anyways, yeah, girls go through it too. Girls might have a bigger clit than some. I mean, we've seen that. We've seen some of the bodybuilders have the bigger clits, and yes, it freaked me out that first time I saw one. We're going to save that story for another time because that's a good story. (laughs) We'll get back to that one eventually. Let's get back to just the generalization of the body. So let's get off uh, specific body parts and just talk about our bodies and everybody else's as a whole. We've already said it, but again, I always recommend go to a nudist resort. It's not based off sex. It's solely based off being nude. It's like everyone becomes more relaxed and friendlier and you just, no matter what your body type is, and you know what? It's okay to look at other body parts. There's nothing wrong with and that. And we do. That's one thing we wanted to get out there. Everybody strips down. Everybody checks out their junk. But we have never heard anybody say, oh, he's got a small penis. Oh, she's too fat. Oh, this and that. You don't see it. No. There's there's hardly ever, I would say, 98% no shaming. Because there's probably some and we just don't hear it. Of all the times we've been and... I can't can't say we've ever heard anybody say that they threw rocks at a fat kid or anything. So it's a good community to be in, even if you're not lifestyle, the nudist community. The thing about it is that we found out real fast is it literally takes down the walls instantly. There doesn't seem like there's a lot of clicks. There almost seems to be a little bit of a brotherhood. It's like, hey, you're naked. We're naked, too. Let's drink drinks and be friends. Yeah. I mean, you talk to people you probably wouldn't talk to. Not that we ever base anything off... No. Clothes or social status or anything like that, but it's, it literally takes down all the walls. Hey, you're naked. You're a person. They're naked. They're a person. You're kind of in the same boat. So it's just, it's so much easier to start a friendship. Yeah, definitely try it. You'll become more comfortable with your body and your partner's body in public and in the light. And hey, I just had something that popped into my head. Our friends Tom and Bunny recommended to people when they go to Desire or any of the resorts that first day, strip down and get in. They say a lot of people wait till the last day and they strip down that last day and realize how liberating and free it is and realize they've missed seven days of their vacation by not getting naked. Go to the nude resort, get naked. If you don't like it, throw your shorts back on. I guarantee you people are not going to throw rocks at you if you slip a swimsuit back on, but you'll find out real fast that uh, any of your fears that you might have had literally go out the window. It's bad. We've seen it for a number of years. We've probably even been victims of it, but a poor self-image can negatively affect your experience in the swinging lifestyle. Oh, yeah. You know, um, especially females in the lifestyle, you have to dress up a lot. And I always tell girls all the time, because we'll be walking by hotel rooms or whatever, and they're, oh, I don't know if I should wear this or this. And you know what? And I'm like, wear it. 
wear the dress, wear the smallest dress you can find because in the end of the night, you're going to feel the sexiest in that because you're going to get compliments. It's going to do something that you're going to, you're going to feel good at the end of the night. It doesn't matter when you're in your hotel room by yourself, you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't wear this. But by the end of the night, you're feeling good. And it's not the alcohol. It's actually the compliments you get. Yeah. Find your sexy. You and I were talking once before. We can't, you know, we've been to probably over a hundred events. We've been to big conventions. We've been to house parties. We've been to clubs, meet and greets. We've, we've been around. I don't ever remember between the two of us ever, even now, you know, if I asked you, do you remember anybody in an outfit that we said they shouldn't be wearing? No. Can't do it. And that's, that's the deal. Find your sexy. If you want to wear skim ass G string and that's it, as long as you feel sexy, I guarantee you people are going to compliment you. Well, even with that said, I have a dress that I wear all the time to glow night. It has a side cutout and my little side roll hangs out of it. But do you know, I get more compliments on that dress than I do in anything else I wear. Just own it, just wear it, you know, and that's I don't even care that side roll. When I first walk out, I'm like, ooh, you know, but then within two seconds, I'm like, yes. What you're saying. Own your shit. Thank you. Yes. That's one thing we tell people when they're talking about, I don't, I don't know if I should do this or do that. Own your shit and go on with it. The only person you really have to answer to is yourself and your spouse. Yeah. Own your shit. Fuck the rest of us. Own it. And you talk about that neon dress. That's the one you wore to the erotica out in Vegas, yeah. right? Yeah. You get a shit ton of compliments on it, so it, it amazes me when I hear you talk about what you think you look like in it, because uh, you look banging hot. Well, but it's because, it, you know, it's what I visualize seeing myself in the mirror. Which goes into a good topic that falls into play with this episode, and that's body dysmorphia. Well, what is body dysmorphia to you? Well, basically, what body dysmorphia is, is when you have a different mental image of what your body looks like versus what other people are seeing. So for you saying you feel like the Pillsbury Doughboy in your neon dress when everybody else is trying to hump your leg, that means you do not have a good mental image of what your body looks like in that hot ass dress. Boom. (laughs) Okay. I know you're a very confident and headstrong person now, but you had some confidence issues in the past, perhaps your college days, right? Yeah. I'm not going to get into too many details on that, but I was a college cheerleader and on a full scholarship. So don't under undersell it. <laughs> Miss thing. I can still stick my legs up above my head. No, yeah, you can. <laughs> it's my story on the way home from the drive. But at four months pregnant, because yes, I was a wild thing. I still cheered and I still had to do a body mac, uh, measurement weekly to make my scholarship. Like I said, I, I didn't want anyone knowing I had gained weight because I was pregnant. And so I had a lot of issues trying to fit into those little cheerleading uniforms. Well, I've known girls that have been college cheerleaders other than you. And they say, basically when they get on the squad, they hand them a uniform. And I've had a couple that said, I, I don't fit this. And they're like, no, here's how this works. You fit the uniform or you don't wear it. Yeah. That's pretty much how it was. Like I said, and I was four months pregnant. So it, it was, it was rough. There was a lot of issues. <laughs> Now, over the years, I've gotten a lot better because it's it's taken me a while to get out of that mindset of, you know, not having a bump or this or that. And now you've struggled also, haven't you? Yeah, I'd say so. I, I work out all the time and I get recognized for that occasionally, but I judge myself very harshly. I've always told people that I could look like the rock and I would still be like, well, my calves are too small or forearms need work. I just, I can't appreciate what I've got. I think that's most people though. Yeah. I just, I can't seem to get my image together. Nude resorts, parties, this and that. You know, I've had wives being like, I wish, wish my husband looked like you without sounding egotistical. And I've had guys being like, you know, I wish I could get in your shape or had the dedication. It just, I, I struggle with what they see versus what I do. Hell, even this past week at the 
lodge. I was in using the restroom and the bathroom attendant guy was like, hey, what can I do to start working out and start looking like you? And I'm like, I'm trying to piss and wash my hands and you're asking me training advice. I, I'm not against it, but that's one thing about me. I, I am a gym rat, but I don't like to talk about it. Um, I'm not one of these that beats off and talks to other people about it. I mean, you really, you really have to force me to talk about my gym time. To me, it's just part of my routine. I mean, I take a dump at least once a day. I take a shower at least once a day. I'm not going to have a conversation about those either. So my fitness or working out or diet is not really something I choose to go into. I wonder as a couple how people perceive us because, I mean, you do get kind of grouped as a, a couple, as a kind of a one-body mold, you know. How, how do people perceive, perceive us? And that's one thing we've really been trying to focus on and look at, especially since going to some higher-end parties. When we walk in as a couple, what, what kind of vibe do we put off? I'm sure they probably say you're nice and sweet and I'm a bitch. You got that RBF going on? I do. You really don't, though. You're usually bubbly. It's usually the flip. <laughs> now, with that said, I did. I was chatting with a female half of a couple friend of ours and was kind of bouncing that off her. And I said it rhetorically. I was just kind of like, you know, we wonder what people think about us. Actually, you want me to read off a quick text she sent me as to our review? Like I say, she wrote this big, long review, and I'm like, I was really being rhetorical. And she was like, I feel like an ass now. So, so do you want to hear what she said? Sure. Okay. I don't know it. So I was, I was asking her. What, you know, what kind of vibe we put off. And here's what she came back to. She said, I'd say you're both attractive and clean, maybe slightly intimidating just because y'all are both so good looking. You, which is me, younger and fit. She said, I was younger, younger and she fit. Said, are yeah, you, is it, she saying you're younger it, than me? It says it right there. She says younger. So she said, younger and fit. You both dress well. Miss Lomingo is sexy, but not slutty. You're a muscular guy, which is appealing on a man to some women, uh, not conceited or trashy. Honestly, I wouldn't say overly friendly, but definitely approachable. <laughs> So you're, that, you're definitely not. I, I've, got the, I've got the RBF face, and, it's, I, and I, I've, I've got that. I mean, I think I don't know, and that's kind of kind of going back to the gym deal um, and the vibe you put off. One thing I've started doing with people, and I, I hate people at the gym. I've tried to really change my outlook on life since COVID and the world's gone to shit. But one thing I have started doing is talking to people and complimenting more people. You get so many people that want to walk around like badasses and mean mug each other. I've just started being like, you know, and I'll start giving somebody a compliment. I'll be like, hey, you know, your arms are looking good. What are you doing for them? And they'll start chatting, and it's literally 180. And within a few minutes, they'll be like, oh, man, you you look like the biggest asshole, or you're intimidating. or or And then you start chatting, and it's friends. It's just that for some reason, people in the gym want to put off this mean mug, badass attitude and give them a compliment, and it it, it really flips the script. You put that off all the time anyways. It's kind of like when we first met. You thought I was a big... Airhead, remember? Oh, yeah. And everybody thinks I'm a, what, cop or military or yep, exactly. hit, hit man or murderer or, yeah, I've heard it all. I've heard <laughs> You've all. You've been a DEA agent. DEA agent. <laughs> is he a good DEA agent or a bad DEA agent? I mean, is he, is he going to bust me for uh, doing meth here? <laughs> the fuck is that? That was a true story at a, at a New Year's Eve party one time. Yeah. But again. Well, it goes back to how people perceive us. I mean, obviously, you're a little too serious and I'm a goofball. Which is just who we are. And then you get to hang out with us and usually see it's not quite what you expected with us. We have had people say that they thought we wouldn't want to play with them just based on our looks. And again, we're, we're not big on our looks. As no. you heard before, we, we struggle like everybody else does, probably even worse. We've had people say, well, we find you all super attractive, but didn't think you'd want to play with us based on our looks or our fitness or something like that. Or Let- that we wouldn't match like because of the way... Our body shape is, it's different than their body shape. Yeah, which one just breaks our hearts that they would bypass us by that. And the other is just like, shit, we probably missed out on some good ass just because of, you know, perceptions. Yeah. (laughs) And here's the deal. It may not be 
totally on looks. It could be how they perceive your personality and the vibes you're putting off. The review I read was from a friend of ours we've known 10 years. For her say that we may not necessarily come off as super friendly, we may have to grill her on that one. I'm still thinking that she thinks you're young. Can you Does she old? think I'm old? Can you just let that one roll? <laughs> Give a brother some confidence here. Now talking about how people come off, let's talk about the guy that um, I call him the push-up guy. Why do you call him the push-up guy? That's odd. Because he literally, in Colette's, which is a nice bar, did push-ups on the ground to talk about how he was in shape, pulled his shirt up and was like, you don't want a fat guy, you want a guy that looks like me. Oh, yeah, this was the tall, lean guy with the super cute Asian, which, damn you, I was wanting an Asian at the time. They were both really cute until he opened his mouth and started doing push-ups. And became a total toolbox, and we were chatting about our types and kind of maybe doing a little bit of negotiation. And he pulls up his shirt, which, hey, he had a, nice, he had a great body, had nice abs, and he's like, oh, you don't want a fat guy. You want something that looks like this. And you're like, I don't want anything to do with you now. So, <laughs> uh, hey, I, I, I could scrub my panties on your abs, but I think you, you just ruined the deal. You, you just saw my face like, there it went. I was like, there goes my little Asian sushi for the night. Damn. <laughs> she not loved me long time at this point. Well, I I hate to say it, but he was kind of backhand body shaming people. And he number one, he didn't know my type. Number two, he was body shaming. Let's let's be honest. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Let's get into that. That is one thing for us that we just, I, I feel like we were both brought up to stand up for what we believe and stand up for what's right. I think we're both assholes and very opinionated on what we think's right. So when it comes to body shaming, that's one thing we really, we really light people's asses up on when we are around. Well, for me, I feel like body shaming is one of the lowest forms of bullying there is. And I don't stand for it. Only I can be the bully. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> bully my ass around. <laughs> Why people bully each other is kind of an interesting concept as well. That's something I have dealt with personally, done some research on it. First thing that I found is in both high school and the real world, people are always jockeying for a position in life, whether it's social standing, job standing. One way they think they can do that and that helps elevate them is by putting another person down. Again, the most obvious and quickest way to pick on someone would be their looks. Well, and that's how you're trained. You're trained from an early age. The other thing I've, I've found and read is some people are so flawed in themselves that it really makes themselves feel better to put somebody else down. Well, and it's everywhere. It's not just from your friends. It's in the social media. It's in media, on the radio. It's everywhere. Talk about being in the media. Like I say, I've become a big Twitter fan. Not only do I like the nude pictures, but that, hey, there's some artful stuff. There's sometimes some even insightful stuff in the real world. There was a picture the other day that was a painting. And it was of a younger, probably a preteen girl. And she's sitting on the floor with a Vogue opened up to a picture of a beautiful model or something. And she's holding her fat roll and has a pair of scissors like she's fixing to cut her fat roll off. That's just not right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was just a painting. First off, it was creepy because there's this little girl fixing to mutilate herself. But then just kind of the image of it of, hey, here's a young girl that doesn't know any better, hasn't developed, and she's already wanting to modify herself or try to meet what is considered considered the standard of uh, beauty. Yeah, it, it's everywhere. And it, it's so frustrating to see girls and guys. Guys get it a lot, too. They have to be muscular or they have to have this look or this or that, you know. And uh, Tyra Banks, do you remember when she had gained some weight and the media just bashed her? Because she'd always been this real pretty skinny model, and then she put on a few pounds, and she was still pretty. Yeah, one of the most beautiful women in the world, one of the most successful models. She wasn't even considered a BBW. She just, no. you know, she's a curvy black woman, and she got roasted for it. But to her credit, she came back, and I remember the one episode, she's like, kiss my fat black ass. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, girl. That's how you rock a body. That That's sexy. That's body confidence. 
One of the shows that I watch every once in a while is... Which, during, by, which by proxy, since I'm home on quarantine, <laughs> means yeah. I have to watch it. Yeah, it's uh, The Real, which is a daytime talk show. And they were talking about going to spas and how... I don't know if it was a nudist spa or what it is. I think but, it was just one of those spas that like here, the... Asian spas, which they do the body scrubs. Yeah, and people walk around naked. But it was really weird how each one of them was talking about their point of view of this. Now, with that said, it was even broke down based. We kind of rewound it and listened to it a couple times because it's something that hits home with us. Uh, you know, we're like, hey, they're, they're at a nude spa. That's kind of neat. But the there are some here in Dallas. Yeah. The social taboos or not based on their nationality also played a big difference there because it was the uh, little Hispanic girl that won the that won the singer she was the one that started the conversation that she had been to a asian spa and was hanging out nude in the hot tub which she at first she talked about being a little bit odd because there were other women in there totally butt-ass naked with her and then the asian girl thought it was normal and there was kids there because that's how she was raised and then um well the part that really caught me was laney lane or something the bigger black woman bbw Mm -hmm. black woman that's on there she made the comment that uh about nude places like that she was like well some guys shouldn't even have their shirts off in public and i'm like oh my god that is the most hypocritical thing i've seen because everybody preaches you know don't body shame and here she's a larger woman yeah nothing wrong with that but for her to say you know some guys should keep their shirts on i'm just like that is you know if it had been the flip and it had been that she should stephen colbert colbert whatever his name is saying well this full-figured woman should keep her you know should not be in a bikini it'd be a shit storm Oh, yeah. That blew my mind. We we listened to that part twice. Well, did she really just say that? It's in the media, and I, I'm sure she probably stands for what's right, but it's just one of those things that came out, and, you know, maybe she could justify why or what she said, but, you know, we're, we're listening to it a couple times saying, well, that's that's some bullshit right there. Yes. A double standard. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, kind of one of the reasons that I am so adamant about body shaming and bullying on that is I was bullied um, puberty age. You know, I started off like everybody else. As soon as I hit puberty and it seemed like everybody else was getting abs and body hair, I got fat as shit. And, uh, I took a lot of, uh, abuse for it, which again, a different era. Uh, it's not like I'm gonna go shoot anything up, but I, you know, looking back on it, I was picked pretty hard. And I remember at the point, I remember going home crying. That's, uh, that, again, these are people that are still my friends, you know, 30 years later, but I remember how bad that stung. Um, I, for, for lack of a better term, I was called Fatty Patty, which you can probably figure out what my, what my <laughs> legal given name is based on that. But man, that that was hard. And again, here I am, you know, mid forties, and I still remember how bad that stung. It's one of those things. It's like I can't help it. I just, and that's kind of always been my deal. It's, I've always kind of struggled, um, and, you know, especially with my mental body image. But man, I've always just kind of been pre-programmed to be the fat kid. People can talk about you know my build now, but both my parents were what? How tall is my dad? Five five tops. Yeah. The, neither of them are monster people. <laughs> so for me to be over uh, five foot seven. And, uh, your mom's probably 5'4", and your dad's 5'5". Five yeah. five. They're, they're about one step above the uh, lollipop kids <laughs> off the Wizard of Odds. My, my parents are tiny people. They're not quite midgets, but they're, they're, they're small people. So for me to even get to they're this, you know, midgets, I should be... little people. Little people. Okay. One more uh, group of people I'm going to piss off with this show. Don't piss them off because I like them. This is something I, I take personally. So when I hear people body shaming, I just, I kind of go into defensive mode. Yeah, we have no tolerance for body shaming. Matter of fact, uh, even six or eight months ago before everything locked down, I was in the gym. And there's a uh, nice blonde girl that I've kind of become buddies with that we chat every time we're in there. Just kind of say hello. She had actually her pit bull that she had adopted in there one day. We're talking dogs. But she's a heavier girl and works her ass off to lose weight. 
So anyway, she was up on the elliptical one day, you know, going 100 miles per hour, and she's got the little floppy bits under her arms that were wagging. Yeah, she's and probably lost a couple hundred pounds and has she's, the loose she's, skin. She's, she's transformed her body, but uh, needless to say, I was in there working out one day. She was on the elliptical. There was a couple young skinny, I'm going to say kids. They weren't. 20 tops, but they were on one of the chest machines, you know, 150 pounds each. And I was back behind them and she had her headphones on, was going at it. These kids were making fun of her. And, uh, you know, they were talking about the flabby, you know, flappy under arms. And finally, you know, I, I like this girl. I consider her a friend. I don't even think I know her name, but you know, she's my buddy there at the gym. And I caught the one and I, I just said, what would you do if I said that was my fucking girlfriend? And uh, the one of them was like, hey, get, his eyes got real big when he saw me stepping over to him. And he's like, uh, uh. And the other one, I guess, thought he was a badass and didn't see me yet. But he was like, um, excuse me. And then he turned around. And then when both of them saw me eye to eye, I said, what would you do if I said that was my girlfriend or my sister or such? And both of them started and was like, oh, sir, sir, we're so sorry, sir. We didn't mean it. We were just making fun, sir, sir. And I was like, what would you do if I you know, walked you over there and made you apologize to her? Or worse yet, walked y'all's asses out to the parking lot. And they're in total backup apology mode. And I was like, just think about that shit next time. I, I'm not a bully. I, prob- I probably wouldn't have <laughs> beat their asses unless one of them threw the punch first. But man, I just there's some, there's no room for that. No, the, not the, at it, all. It, it disgusts me. And yeah, I, I would have been I'd have been furious if she had heard that, especially as hard as she works. Yeah, because she's worked her ass off. Well, we have been hurt by people for body shaming, kind of in different reasons. And we had some friends that we really felt turned on us. Now, set up a little bit of a back history. We had some close friends that they, they were both obese people. And over the years, again, we were friends with them. That we, we didn't judge on weight or anything like that. But both of them ended up getting lap band surgery and lost a lot of weight. And for whatever reason, decided to ghost us. In this time frame, uh, some other friends had mentioned that, that were mutual friends of both of us, had mentioned that we were hurt by their ghosting us. So they kind of invited us uh, back into a group that they were running. They do some little uh, events at some bars. So we made peace with them for ghosting us and started going to these events again. So at one point, uh, they ran a little Facebook page, and some people on this Facebook page that they ran to support these events were making fun of this guy. Now, this guy that they were making fun of was a very heavy set guy with a mullet. And basically, the way the post started, there was a single guy that posted a picture that he snapped of a guy at a bar and was like, oh, here you go, ladies. Here's the man of your dreams. So when I first read this, I'm like, okay, this is BS. Our old friends as moderators, we're not stepping in to say anything. So finally, I couldn't take it anymore. And I posted something to the guy and I said, hey, I'll be honest. This is a real fucking cunt move to call somebody out like that. I was like, you know, you're one, you're body shaming this guy. Two, it seems like this guy is known by other people in the group. And I said, as a single male, I'm not sure what exactly you think you're bringing to the table. But I said, this is this is just a bitch move. I was like, I'm just I'm calling you that to your face here. Well, anyway, our friends, I say here with air quotes, actually uh, removed my post. And because you used the C word. Yes, I used the C word. And she came back and said, you know, how dare you call somebody out on my group? And she said, you know, that, that was a bitch move of you calling him a cunt. And I was like, look, um, I I don't take body shaming. I was like, you are more worried about your likes and your social media status than you are doing what's right for this group. And I was like, I'm going to go one further. If this is the way that you are now, again, you went from a heavy person down to worried about your social image. If this is who you are as a person now, I don't want to be associated with you or your group. And uh, I got a pretty nasty little 
hate text from her afterwards, you know, call me a few choice names, but I'm just like, Hey, that your, your attitude did a complete 180 flip. I guess you became more pretty on the outside, but your inside is basically turned to shit. And if you're not going to worry about other people and other people's feelings, our friendship is totally done. Yep. I agree. You know, just because you're in the lifestyle doesn't mean that you have to have a perfect body or this or that you should still have a heart and still have, be nice about people. Yeah, I remember sending you a text or sending you a screenshot. I was like, I'm fixing to burn a bridge with these old friends. And you said, yep, I agree with you on that one there. After you, I got yeah. on to you for saying the C word. Yeah. But you say it, unfortunately. Yeah, C word's mine. If you're a cunt, <laughs> you're a cunt. That basically means a crappy human. Along those lines, talking about how people are crappy, we've actually heard couples talking about other couples' sizes, about like, oh, they're too big or they're too skinny. And for that's a turnoff. It really is. You know, they shouldn't be talking about people like that. Yeah, there was a couple at the pool party we went to probably 10 years ago that we overheard literally saying, oh, don't talk to them. They're fat. We don't want to get stuck hanging out with them. And here 10 years later, people will be like, oh, do you know so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah, I've heard of them. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, what little I know about them, I don't care to associate with these people. Yeah, exactly. It's not who we choose to associate with. Now, since uh, we, I kind of mentioned uh, skinny people really haven't talked about skinny, but they get bad mouth just as bad as uh, overweight people do. Yeah, there, there is no safe class when it comes to bullying. Like I said, everybody wants to elevate the, what they think is their social status or bring somebody down to their level. You know, if you're average, you can go either way. If you're heavy, you can skinny shame. If you're skinny, you can fat shame. It's just there's there's no end to it. No. Talking about skinny, just an example, our daughter, she's too skinny, but not by choice. Uh, she gets accused of starving herself all the time, but in reality, she has medical issues actually has a feeding tube because the regular food she puts in by her mouth doesn't absorb and she doesn't get the nutrients. So we've dealt with vicious, vicious comments and drama from people saying she's too skinny. Yeah, we had some rough high school years there where we'd be up. Again, we're not the people that run up to the principal, but when she's getting crap at school and, and coming home and crying and wanting to leave school and wanting to kill herself, that's that's not something a kid should have to do. And you want to talk about a daddy getting red-assed on some uh, people. <laughs> yeah, th- threaten my daughter or put my daughter in a dangerous situation, and you can see what uh, what it's like when you poke the bear. So, you know, we all need to be mindful of how we treat or talk about others. It doesn't elevate you in the lifestyle or in life. You're still a piece of shit with a bad attitude. So just don't shame people. Don't badmouth people. Everyone fits in differently. Especially in the world today with all the disruptions and everybody at everybody's throats, we really have to be careful what's coming out of our mouths. And I'm going to put myself on the spot here that I was at the gym not long ago, about 5 a.m. doing some cardio. And a younger guy came in, heavy set, kind of roly-poly, and was wearing a half shirt tied up over his belly and literally some booty shorts. My first thought is... Booty shorts are back in, by the way, for guys. Uh, this this guy looked... It probably wasn't his best look, but my first thought is, what the hell is this guy's deal and why does he think he needs to dress like that? No sooner than I thought that, my next deal was like, I literally just body shamed the guy. Here he is. He's a full-figured young man. I'll put it that way. <laughs> a, a, a BB, uh, BBM. Big, beautiful male. There you go. BBM. <laughs> and again, he had a little shirt tied up over, over his belly. And I can't say I was shaming his uh, body as much as what he's wearing. But, you know, backing up, I'm like, okay, he's in here putting himself out here. 
who the fuck am I to judge him? I'm nobody special. Um, he could pick my shit apart pretty easy. So the other thing I'm glad is it's one of those things I didn't come out and say. I didn't say anything to him, didn't say anything to you. It just popped in my mind. But, hey, we all do it. But go it, back. It's so programmed in us that Unfortunately, we've, we've just got to be mindful and just stop. You know, we just have to try to stop. Put a filter on what comes out of your mouth before you let it out in the world because there's a lot of stuff you can't take back. Yeah, exactly. All right, Miss Hot Stuff. I think we about covered everything we could possibly cover on this topic. Beat it like a dead horse. So is there anything you want to say in closing? What I always say, own yourself, own your shit. Sexy is an attitude, not a size. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at nope, 944. Nope, 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 nope. 544. Nope, nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Hey, Mr. Flamingo. Are you a karaoke star now? No, because I would say, I'd be like, Mr. Flamingo. That's what I sound like karaoke. Christ. <laughs> I sound like a cat and nails scratching on a chalkboard. A cat being fed through the grinder? Pretty much. With, through the wood chipper? Pretty much. Holy shit. Oh, there's a squeaking dog in my headphone. Well, what is body miso- <laughs> mismorphia? <laughs> body dysmorphia. I said it earlier. Thing you want to finish this off with? You want to go and take us out? <laughs> <laughs> COVID's got me.